Welcome to the Marketing for Business podcast. This is your host, Scott Wilson. Mike James, welcome to the Marketing for Business podcast. Thanks, Scott. Great to be here. Mate, it's, uh, look, I'm excited by this interview. I know you've got some really good stories to tell, some some. Um, one thing I love about about you, Mike, is you're a very positive, happy person, uh, but a very savvy business person as well. You you look after uh, the franchise network. You've got how many franchises in the Novus Network now? Network of around 62, 63, um, mostly franchise, some agents yep. in the smaller areas. Um, and some of those agents have transitioned into becoming franchisees, so yeah. testament to uh, the brand and the company. Yeah, mm. exactly. And and let's. I want to talk about a couple of things. Obviously, you want to talk about your, the business side of things. I want to talk about marketing, the mindset. Let's get into to the business first, because as a as a company, Novus has grown over the years. Um, but it all started. It's very much a New Zealand owned and operated, very family <coughs> focused. Um, where did it all start for you guys? Um, well, it started back in 1978. Uh, my parents, um, Dennis and Pat, uh, I'm one of six. Uh, my brother and Tim and I run the company now, but back then it was uh, mum and dad. They went off to Minneapolis where Novus uh, began. Uh, Novus invented windscreen appear. Um, they flew off in the days where Families would go to the airport, see them off on the big plane. Yeah, yeah. And, they came and wave back, them. Came back a week later with a suitcase uh, full of stuff we had no idea about and yeah. some pamphlets on how to use it. So was your dad looking for an opportunity? Where did he see the opportunity for, for, for this? Or was he on He was an abrasives rep, so 3M Norton Company, yep. uh, selling to panel beaters and anyone that used grip um, companies, sellotape. Um, and then Novus were looking for someone in New Zealand. They knew some of the Norton reps in, in Australia and yep. asked them. Uh, they said, I, I dealt with this chap 10 years ago in New Zealand. Yeah. Look, look him up. So we got a phone call. Uh, Would you be interested? And he said, yeah, I've got six kids to feed. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm always looking for opportunities. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so they, did he pay to go there himself? Do you know that? Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, wow. yeah, they, they cool. paid to go. Um, they came back. It was very much a, a mar and pa business, as the Americans yep. called them back then. Um, wow. Dad starting. Um, Mum always did the accounts. They were always spread all over the floor. Yep. Um, we would fold them, uh, put them in envelopes. Yeah, yeah. Stuff like that. That's awesome. Um, I uh, started in 1984 full time, uh, and brother Tim um, started about. 85, 86. Wow. Um, we were purely mobile. We had our own cars. We didn't get fuel paid for us. We we roamed the city repairing windscreens. Yeah. And uh, how did you do that in the day? Like, uh, how was the, the marketing going there? Obviously, your dad's have, has set up, uh, was it a franchise that he owned or a license to operate? Yeah, it was a license to operate yep. back then. Essentially, it was similar to franchising, but it wasn't yep. called franchising. Yep. Um, so we were the only ones in New Zealand. Um, wow. We... We just went wherever we could find windscreens. Yeah. Yep. And were you mainly doing chip repairs then or replacement? Uh, only chip repairs. Only chip repairs. Only chip repairs. Because that was the technology that Novus had, right? Was That's the, right. Yep. Yeah. Um, so Novus still have their own chemist. Yep. A resin chemist. Wow. There's, there's three or four renowned resin chemists in the States. 
uh, and Penny has been working for Novus for a long, long time. Wow. Um, and we, so we can ring, we can ask what we're trying to achieve, um, the properties of the resins, and, and, and actually get inside the product and, and, and cool. know what we're trying to do and yeah. how to do it. Yeah. Um, so you and your brother, vans or cars, and you're, you're going around Christchurch looking for jobs? Yes. So how would you, like, would you park up somewhere and go, hey, this looks like a... Yeah. Um, to the extent where during the winter, um, where most of the car dealers and rentals are outside, yep. we would go around from four o'clock onwards and, and put uh, stickers, what we call saver patches, yep. over chips on car yards, and then we'd go back in the morning and scrap the ice off so we had jobs to go to at eight and nine o'clock in wow. the morning. Um, so pretty basic. Yeah, yeah. No one knew the name, Novus. No. It's, a, it's a Latin name meaning new or innovative. Cool. So people said, you know, there, there was no brand. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, look at it today and you talk about Novus and people straight away. You know, they go, oh, yeah, shell should crack. Yep. You know, and and that brand has grown and grown and grown. Um, and I guess, you know, more people, like from a digital perspective, we market very heavily into all these, you know, um, local areas and stuff. But at, the, at that time, uh, it was just do what you got to do, right? Absolutely. Um, and how did you charge? Like, what, how was the way of, of doing business? Like, what was it? Well, when, put, it, put it this way, in 1986, a Subaru Leone windscreen was $1,500. Um, so we were charging 64 for the first chip, 94 if there was two. Yeah. Uh, so very, like, much so people, hey, well, let's fix this. Like, it was a, yeah, we've absolutely. got a chip and we want to get it fixed because we don't want to spend 1500 yeah, yeah, and and that was a you know that was a cheap one screen back yeah. then. Yeah, wow. So prices were uh, horrendous. They've come down a lot since then. So the demand then would have just grown and grown and grown because obviously no one else is doing it, right? No, no, no one else was doing it. Um, and did word of mouth spread like obviously car yards and, and rental cars and stuff like that? Like, yep, we we did. But again, we had to go and see them and convince them. Yep, um, and convince insurance companies. Was it a very much a show them? kind of product demonstrate the credibility side of things yeah absolutely yeah we did demos for for insurance companies and national clients um and again you know for the car yards and and, and the rentals it was a huge saving yeah time um and, and obviously a lot of money because uh, windscreens were, were very expensive but up until 1986 um there weren't a lot of laminated windscreens yeah so it's only the laminated windscreens we can fix. Um, the old, the, the glass you have in your side windows is called toughen, yep. uh, and that's what a lot of the front windscreens were. So um, it was really only the American cars prior to 1986 that had laminated okay. windscreens. So small market. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it's just steadily grown. Yeah. Yeah. And so how did you evolve the business? Obviously, you got you, you and your brother. Uh, is your dad still, still st- doing stuff? Like, is he still in the business? No, no, Dad passed away a few years ago. Um, but in 1986, like, was he? Oh, in yeah. 86, yeah, yeah, he's still in the business, yes. Yeah, yes. so he's still working in the business, he's yep. got two boys in the business, yep. um, you guys are out on the road, what's he doing? Is he, like, looking at the bigger picture, or is he... Yeah, look, we all, you know, um, collaborated on that. Um, we started forming a network, and we travelled a lot. 
Yeah. Um, convincing people this was a good idea and to yeah. take it on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and like the types of people you're targeting, were they like that already in certain trades and stuff? Or you... we, for a while there, we had one uh, national brand of, of uh, automobiles. Yep. Um, so a franchise in, around New Zealand. Uh, and we, they took it on. We had about 15 to 20 of those branches around New Zealand. Wow. Um, but incredibly difficult to tell a, a large franchise how to do it. Yeah. Uh, keep them trained. Um, you know, it was an add-on for them. Yeah. Uh, and we decided at some stage, I can't remember exactly when, that the, the few dedicated people we had around New Zealand did more than the 15 or 20 uh, agents we had in, yeah. in the automotive franchise. So we, uh, we took the bold move of sending out a letter yep. via the post <laughs> As you're um, terminating those arrangements, yeah, um, which didn't go down too well with them, but uh, um, we filled those gaps with more independent people, yeah. um, owner operators. Uh, still wasn't franchised at that point, yeah, um, and the, and we just grew from there, yeah, yeah. And when when did you look at the opportunity to franchise? Like, what was the Novus went into franchising about 1991. That would have been relatively new in New Zealand, like franchising then? Absolutely. Like, yeah. In fact, we had some franchise advisors that are still in the industry today come to yep. us to study uh, not so much our contracts, but yep. um, the, how how we were going to implement it and, yeah. and what were the pitfalls, what were the advantages. So was Novus international franchising at that stage? So yep. that IP came across to yes. New Zealand, but obviously you had different Yeah, we, and... we had the luxury of, of yeah. the contracts were already done. Um, the philosophy behind it, um, yeah. you know, how to do it. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then obviously you get a group of people together and the volume and then, and then I guess the noise in the marketplace so you can do more, mm. be seen more, mm. um, from a, from a marketing perspective, what, what started to happen there? I know you've got a, we talked about this around TV, mm. um, you had a, you had a choice to make. Mm. Well, we, we were marketing, uh, via the radio, um, up until, which we still are today, but up until about uh, late 90s, early 2000. Um, it wasn't till that stage that we decided um, we would put a television ad together. Yep. So the network was paying a fee per month yep. based on, on dollar value that they turned over. Um, and because it was a percentage on dollar value, it fluctuated greatly. Yeah. Um, so we couldn't really um, book out long term, um, six months or a year in advance as to how we were going to spend it. We yep. didn't know what we were going to collect. So we put a system in, we're going to collect X off the network and we, we translated that back into population. So if you had a territory with 300,000 people, you paid X yeah. per month regardless of your turnover. Um, we had a few squawks and moans in the network, but uh, it enabled us to, to advertise on television. Yeah. Um, and we took three of the network that had never done more than $6,000 a month. Within three months, they were all doing in excess of 25000 Wow. Um, That's huge growth. That's like tripling your... Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Quadrupling. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so the television ads we started, um, again, it was a ma and pa thing. We used... Um, Mum's car, Patricia, yep. uh, Mount Pleasant, we Mitsubishi Mirage. Yep. Uh, the cameraman, who was a one-man band, lay on the middle of the road. 
This is before our health and safety. Yeah, yeah, obviously <laughs> way before health and safety. <laughs> uh, with his camera, he had a stone in front of his camera on the road and mum drove down the road Brilliant. two or three times. And the last time she drove down, she actually clipped the stone, which ricocheted into the camera and broke the lens. <laughs> So perfect. I'm pretty sure he was perfect. there. That's outstanding. Yeah, yeah. You couldn't have, we couldn't you, have done it if no. we tried it. Uh, and we finally got that ad together, um, went to TV. We thought, and by this stage, we'd moved into a workshop in Cashel Street, Tim, Dad and I still. Oh, yeah. Um, Tim and I turned up on Monday morning because we thought the ad was playing on TV on Sunday. Um, hugely disappointed that there were no cars waiting for us. <laughs> um Tuesday we turned up, um, might have been a few minutes late, and there was a queue of cars wow. uh, in, in the car parks and, and a few on the road waiting for us. Really? That's the, how dramatic it that's was. That's how quickly the... Yeah. And that, and that was the, the mum, your mum's ad, the, the one with the... Yeah, wow. Yes. Yeah. And what... It. I remember we talked about, you know, you had a decision makes. You know, there was only really one TV channel to, to go on, so you're on... Like, yeah. What? So, you know, TV1, TV2. Yeah. That was your choice back in the day, wasn't it? It was the choice. Yeah. Um, TV won more sport um, and was a bit more price competitive than TV2, yep. um, which had all your drama shows on and wasn't yeah. really our market. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so TV won for a long, long time. That's, yeah. all, that's all we had um, until you, know, you look at it today, the proliferation of, of uh, TV channels yeah. and digital and you know, young people don't even have... Um, normal TV. No, no, no. It, it's all changed, right? Like, yeah. and it's changed quite quickly. Obviously, from you know that when you first only had one channel, what ninety not ninety one mm. or whatever it was. was mm. it? Yeah. So yeah, the volume. But it just shows you that the all of a sudden that message got out in front of people, mm. right? And so to some degree, were you were you kind of educating? Because people would have had a crack there, they just mm. didn't know where mm. to get it fixed. So you educated them. Hey, we're a service that can do that, and like the, like it. There would have been people turning up going, well, how do you do it? And yeah. What's the cost? Because you don't explain that in your ads. Mm. No. I mean, the, yeah, those first ads were purely um, pictorial. Um, this is what we do. Yeah. Um, and this is our name. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, we progressed um, slightly, well, a, a few years later when the Shasha Crack jingle um, appeared. And that was one of our... Auckland franchisees, Hans and Galen Delu. Yeah. Um, they ha- were advertising on radio themselves, very proactive franchisees, and they had um, an ad made for them by the by the station that they were dealing with, which was the uh, the Shasha Crack ad. Brilliant. Um, we were a bit tentative about it when we heard it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we thought, well, well, well. Roll this out slowly. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, try a few markets. Yeah. Uh, so we tried it on radio. Uh, people loved it. Um, yeah. Laughed at it. Uh, and then we put that into a, a TV ad, mm. which we shot in our workshop with Tim and I and two ex-staff members. Yeah. We sang and we danced and, and we smiled. Yeah. <laughs> people laughed at us. Um, but it it was the beginning of the branding where we're a wee bit cheeky. Um, fun, um, and that's when we, and then further on, we started putting the messages in of safety. Yeah, we don't just want to be the funny guys, yeah. Um, but Safe. it got us noticed, yeah, uh, and, and, and enabled us to further that brand with 
choose us because we're, we're telling you about the safety of your windscreen yeah. um, and showing that we care, not, you know, um, and that's what we continue today. Yeah. It was interesting, like the, I remember the first time I met you, I was like, hey, that's the guy. He's the, that's the guy from the ads, right? <laughs> uh, and, and, and yeah, I thought that was quite cool. But it definitely polarised uh, and, and got people, you know, talking about the brand and, and Shell She Cracks become a kind of a cult figure. And I, I know I know from when we do the social media, every time we bring back, hey, bring back the crack, um, people love seeing the ad. You always get a ton of comments on it. Mm. I know you get a bit of fan mail from it, though. Like, people people love sending you letters and, and, and saying you shouldn't be running that sort of advertising today we we get about oh look in the last few years we haven't had a complaint um initially we got one or two or three a year um they tended not to be kiwis yeah um which is testament to our i goes the new zealand psyche Mm. uh, a bit more laid back yeah a bit cheeky themselves uh like a laugh yeah. Uh, don't take ourselves too seriously. And I think that's what people resonate with the brand too. You, you don't mm. take yourself too seriously. Obviously, you know, some of the marketing messages we get across today is obviously the, the you know, fun is, mm. is part of it, but definitely, you know, safety. Mm. Safety first was a huge one. I remember the first time we talked about and you explained, you know, uh, in New Zealand, the laws are a little bit strange where someone can come along, anyone can replace uh, a windscreen, mm. um, but you can't repair one. But if you in a in a crash or in a anything, your, your integrity of your roof, seventy percent of that is based off your windscreen. Exactly. So why would you want me replacing that? Mm. You know, like it's just uh, it seems draconian to some degree um, yeah. that we still have laws like that. Mm. Or lack of. Yeah, lack of. Yeah. Um, that's right. So for every repair, we have to issue a certificate of compliance, which says that that repair was carried out by someone that was trained. Um, and our equipment and, and products like the resins have been tested, yeah. which they have, British Standards Institute, Pets of Laboratory in the States, and we pass all those tests. Um, but if we replace that windscreen, um, you get a warrant immediately. They don't ask you how you stuck it in, uh, which, mm. which adhesive, whether that adhesive is certified or, or meets the federal crash tests, which there are a lot that yeah. don't in New Zealand. Um, and so on. Yeah, mm. how crazy. Mm. And and obviously, well, you know, I know, and I know, uh, talking to the team, we we, we definitely uh, position uh, locally owned and operated, very proud locally owned and operated mm. uh, to be in the community. A lot of the mm. the Novus uh, franchisees, and obviously now um, with the theme of, of recycling coming in and trees that count. You know, you've you've partnered with trees that count and. Um, it, it's pretty awesome to see, even on Sunday, being down there at Alton Bradley Park, uh, the amount of people that are, are really, you know, behind it. Mm. Uh, and I think, uh, so tell us a little bit more about why you wanted to get involved in, in that. Well, firstly, just on the on the network, yeah, we are all individually owned and operated, so they're all locals in the community. Mm. Uh, it just carries on that, you know, as mum and dad started our business and Tim and I, uh, run it now with our four sons in the business. Yeah, um, that we have family values, and every one of our uh, locations is owned. The owner will be in there, nice opening the doors, yeah. closing the doors, um, dealing with the staff, and keeping every, everything moving. So, get about to the trees that count. We looked long and hard for a, a, a cause or a charity mm. to support, um, and we make donations to some charities, just like any other company probably does. Um, but we wanted a long-term partnership 
Um, and, and first thing is, is that windscreens are reasonably uh, unexciting. Yeah. Uh, put it politely. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, so a differentiator, um, something good for the for the you know the, um, the environment. Yeah. Uh, trees. It's very topical. Um, something that resonates with uh, the younger generation. Um, it resonates with a, a, you know a broad spectrum of people. People love it. Yeah. Um, and you mentioned Orton Bradley, and people were asking us why a windscreen company would be planting five thousand trees and and more, you know, going yeah. forward. And it's just a um, we're immensely proud of that. It's a, it's a legacy uh, that we'll leave behind. Yeah. Um, something. Um, beautiful, uh, great for everybody, can be enjoyed by everybody. Um, and, you, you know, you can step back and see what you've done. Yeah. You know, drive past um, areas like that in 10 or 15 or 20 years and we can say, we did that. Yeah. Or, yeah, know. I was talking to my son about that, you know, like mm. uh, where he wanted to name a few of the ones, so mm. he came up with some some weird names. But uh, I said, you know, in times to come, we'll come back here mm. and we'll see those, you know, those trees yeah. and stuff. And he thought that was really cool, you know, yeah. like you're actually doing something. So, um yeah, that was, uh, you know, you can give money, you can give time, you know, and you, well, you can do both. Mm. And it was really cool to see that. So I think we're up to over 5,840-odd trees now. Yes, um, which and growing. Is, and growing, which is awesome, <laughs> right, you know. Um, yeah. It's, you know, it's definitely, I think, I see a lot more people doing it now since you guys have started being involved in that and it's trees that count of really, you know, starting to get some some people um, behind them, which is great. Yeah, and, and that just shows you the power of advertising. Yeah. Um, you know, we're, we're thrilled that other companies are wanting to get involved um, and, and, you know, it's fantastic. Um, bigger companies than us and, and that's great. Uh, the, the more we can all do. Yeah. And encourage other companies to to get on board. Uh, the better for everybody. Yeah, and, and you know, uh, consumers should choose those companies and support yeah. those companies. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Especially at the impact when you see you know, turn up there on Sunday and there's probably nearly two hundred people there, mm. uh, passionate about you know about the environment. A lot of people do this all the time. Um, and the guy said, "Oh, we're going to probably plant seven thousand trees today." And I'm, I went, "Jesus, that's a lot, right?" Yeah. But when you see what we did and where we planted them, yeah. like uh, you can see how they will make a real good impact mm. around those mm. areas. Mm. Um, and in years to come, as I said before, that it's going to be a great looking area, mm. you know. Um, so, yeah, definitely companies, uh, people or consumers should get behind those companies that mm. are, that are um, you know, and I know, you know, Sasha and, and the whole campaign that's been put together, that the, the, the chip in with Novus, it's pretty cool, right? Yeah, no, I mean, Sasha did a, a fantastic job of presenting that to us. Yeah. Um, and has put a lot of work into um, organising it, keeping it going and, and yeah. Uh, yeah, fantastic job. I think it's something that, uh, you know, everyone in, in your whole network can be proud of, right? And I think, yeah, yeah, look, you know, a, a lot of staff turned up, a lot of yeah. family turned up, um, you know, a diverse range of, of the um, population turned up. It was great. There's yeah. families, there's, you know, all sorts. So yeah, very, awesome. very cool. It's, it's yeah. good that you waited that long, you know, or to, you took your time to get mm. the, the, you know, I know we've had discussions with with uh, you and Murray about, you know, some charities over the years mm. and, and you, you've definitely chosen the right one there. So mm. it's exciting times. Hey, what's it like um, And what's it like having boys, your boys working with you? Like uh, I know a lot of, uh, obviously you've carried, you know, you worked with, with your dad and then, it's, you know, it must be quite proud in some ways. I know I know um, the boys 
they, they definitely have your character, some more than others too. Um, but they were there in the weekend. You know, you can tell they're definitely proud of the brand. And, you know, what's it like having your sons work for you? Yeah, look, it's uh, carrying on that family business um, structure. Um, they're all great young men. Um, it, it's, you know, it's got its uh, pros and cons in a family business. So, uh, you know, to start with, it was mum and dad, then there was Tim and I, and now there's four more. Um, and, you know, they're strong-minded young men. Yeah. Um, in fact, we're looking uh, to restructure the business slightly, uh, to give them um, a better mentor, an independent mentor, that they will go uh, to a, a GM rather to, than to dad. Yep. Um, you think like part of that is because the business has got so big, like it's a, it's you know there's there's a lot of people involved now, right? It's not just a small business; it's yeah, a pretty like significant a, player. Yeah, it? absolutely, and it's something that Tim and I recognised. It's it's not the business that. Uh, it's not the same business when we as when we started. Yeah, jump in your car, disappear for the day, and yeah. eat what you kill. Um, yeah, you know, um, it is a proper business. We say now, yeah, uh, <laughs> and, and deserves yeah uh, to be treated as such. Yeah, is part of that um, driven also by the technology? Technology is changing a lot in cars. Mm. Um, so, you know, you, you need the investment there as well to be able to do all that sort of stuff, right? To do it right. Yeah, look, uh, 8S, Advanced Driver Assistance Systems, um, all the cameras, you know, your lane departure, your crash avoidance, autonomous braking, um, they all sit in cameras, uh, lasers, LIDARs, um, placed on the windscreen. Uh, so when we replace a windscreen, we then have to recalibrate um, the car's computer yeah. or, or monitor that the, the vehicle does recalibrate itself. Um, and that's something that Tim and I had a large automotive show in Frankfurt back in 2017 when ADAS was really just coming uh, available or coming on stream. Uh, and we chose a company out of Italy called Texa. Um, and recalibration is all they do. They've been great to deal with state-of-the-art technology and equipment. Um, we import that directly and we train all our, all our network training course going on today with with four or five people from around New Zealand uh, to keep them up to date with it um, and that's imperative uh, that that's done correctly yeah um, a, a vehicle uncalibrated or recalibrated incorrectly uh, could stop um, well before a car when it you know or well past a car which means it's crashed um, yeah. or they just won't do what they're designed to do yeah. and again warrant of fitness people are not testing that yeah yeah so you yeah you make sure you've got to make sure that every one screen that you're dealing with is fully fully tested one thing I, I like I, I think it's really cool that you do do that and then look if you go down to the one that you guys run mm. the boys are in there mm. you know the boys are obviously you know they're doing the whacking the crack and they're very well trained mm. but one thing I, I love what you said one day um, there was training going on and your receptionists were all in there doing the training and I thought that's mm. brilliant like they actually know how to change and or how to repair a windscreen like you know so the people that are coming in they actually know what they're talking about and that's imperative um you know uh, people very quickly uh, identify whether the person they're talking to knows what they're talking about yeah um and and to be fair to those uh, frontline staff 
uh, you have to give them the equipment uh, to deal with customers correctly, and that's the knowledge. Yeah. Um, so that they understand what they are actually talking about. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting too, like just with uh, windscreens, like you showed me something one day around how the different colours and a little symbol can mean being soundproof and stuff like that. And mm. like to a normal person, mm. no idea. Yeah. So you told me. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. And, and that's just the ID in the screen. So that's the bug, what we call the bug on the windscreen. Yeah. Um, tells us whether it's an acoustic windscreen. Um, all sorts of things in there, you know, what sensors, on and on and on. Yeah. Mm. Where do you see, like, um, obviously some of the challenges for you and Tim, um, you know, as the business is growing um, and now looking to bring on a general manager, the challenges, will you, will you be able to step away? Like, do you feel like, are you looking for other opportunities? What's, because, what, you know, you, you're a... You're an action-taking person with a, with a bias for action. Mm. Um, will you just sit still? No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we've been at it too long and it's in our blood. Yeah. Uh, and we talk about this. Are we going to be able to step step aside? Yeah. Uh, and I think to be fair to the incoming uh, GM, whoever that would be, uh, we have to let them give them what we expect and then let them get on with it. Yeah. Um, but we'll still be involved in... Uh, we've got plans for growth, um, you know, uh, buildings, and we, we still want to um, look at the marketing side of it. Yep. Obviously, we'll have regular meetings with the GM, but we won't interfere. They, yeah. They wouldn't be fair to anyone. Yeah, mm. definitely. It's um, it, but it, you know, when it's been that long, you know, sometimes it's not not that easy, right? No. Have is it, do, one thing I'm talking to a lot of businesses at the moment. You know, high inflation. Uh, you know, record unemployment. Um, you know. Interest rates going up. How's that affecting your businesses and your and more? What are you hearing from your network as well? Uh, we're one of the lucky industries in that um, you know we're classified as a grudge purchase. Yep. Um, you only you only get involved with us when you've got either a stone chip or yep. you, or, or you need a new windscreen or a side glass. Yeah. Um, you don't win lotto and go and buy a windscreen. <laughs> no. So. Through the tough times and the good times, we're we're fairly stable. Yep. Obviously, in the good times, people travel a bit more on the roads. Yep. Um, but we don't go up and down. We don't have sales or specials. Yeah. Things like that. So. Yeah. Supply um, chain though. Supply chain again. We're very lucky. We've got great partners mm-hmm. um, in China mainly. That's where most of the glass is made. Uh, most of the windscreens are made around the world. Um, so no, they're very strong. Uh, we've got, yeah, as I say, great partners there. I think I like one thing you, you're doing there as well is, is, is around that the windscreen and, and looking for ways to recycle it better. You've mm. been a pioneer in that area. Let's talk a little bit more about that. Like, um, I think it's good for people to know that what you guys are doing there. Yeah, it was around uh, the year 2010. Um, we started seriously looking at recycling windscreens. Um, Canterbury uh, is very expensive um, for landfill, which was where windscreens were going, um, and the council was tightening up whether they would take windscreens for the landfill or not. And it was about that time, um, you know, thanks to the internet, we were looking at importing a machine that would, it's actually just called a pulveriser, uh, <laughs> pulverise the laminated windscreen so yep. that the glass and the plastic middle layer were, were separated. Um, we didn't know what we'd do with either once we had them. Um, and a chap by the name of Chris Grant from 5R Solutions um, who had started a recycling company came to us 
um, and he had imported the machine that we were looking at, um, and so we were able to send our windscreens to him. He had um, avenues to sell uh, the, the byproduct, which was the broken glass, yeah. you can, into chip, into sand, for sand slitting, uh, sports fields, bunkers, roading, cool, all sorts. Um, and, and, and thankfully, because in 2011, uh, we lost nine and a half thousand windscreens in our warehouse. Oh, yeah. True. Uh, and we recycled all of those. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And we expanded that uh, around the country, um, which is uh, a large logistical um, project and expensive yeah. with, with freight. It's almost the same to freight a damaged windscreen as it is a new windscreen. Wow. Yeah. So, again, that's something dear to our heart, planting trees and recycling and just doing the right thing. Yeah. Yeah, because you see, you know, companies, you know, sometimes just not doing the right thing, though. But you guys have focused on doing the right thing. Was that like if you if you think about a little bit of about mindset and that for a while, like, um, is that something that your parents and and installed in you, like to do the right thing? Like, yeah, you, you know, you if it costs you a little bit more, at least you know. I think you know, um, back in the day, you know, you bought quality. Uh, it's pretty much a throwaway age. Yeah, uh, we live in now. Um, look at TVs, um, laptops, yeah. phones. Um, so, probably by default, they instilled do, to do the right thing in yep. us, um, and it is important to us. And, and it's something that uh, our staff, employees, uh, appreciate, feel mm. good about. Yeah. Um, and if they feel good about it, um, it's a great place to work. And um, you know they do the right thing for our customers. Yeah. yeah. They definitely have a good, um, well, I just know from the branch in, in Horsall there, like in Hayton Road, that mm. there's a good culture there, right? It's really um, very team-focused and very you know, very friendly, even mm. from, from all the people in there. Yeah. Uh, is that something that you've worked on, like as, as, as a business owner? Like what do you, when you go to work, do you see yourself as the, you know, the motivator, the leader, or what, how do you, what's your sort of role, like, Given the fact that you've been in this industry you know, since 1986, mm. you know it's um, it's easy to fall out of love with with what you do uh, to some degree, but but you seem to have quite a buzz for it, you know. I think if you peel it back, and we always say to the to our network when we have our conferences, is that uh, uh, we're in the service industry. Yeah. Okay. Windscreens are the product. But really, we're in the service industry. There are lots of people that repair and replace windscreens, so we have to do it better. Yeah. Um, we have to educate our customers about safety. We have to go that little bit extra. Yeah. Um, and we, we just um, put in a new system of making sure we do that, um, which is checking on each other. We've vacuumed it. We've cleaned all the glass. Nice. You know, going that bit extra. Those little little touches, eh? Yeah, and it's a it's part of the brand um, mm. and instilling in. The, the the staff um, what the brand stands for yeah no um, and there's the old adage isn't it you know happy staff happy customers yeah um, so I can't see every customer Tim can't see every customer yeah. but our staff do do um, so they have to be invested in the brand yeah and you find oh it's obviously happening right but yeah. you're always continuously looking to improve um, that as well I think you have to yeah. Um, yeah, it was interesting. Tim and I um, attended a, um, a speaker uh, a month or two ago, uh, and he was very bright. 
person, CEO of a large company, he's turned that around, and his philosophy is based on that Japanese... Kaizen. Kaizen. Yeah. And, uh, yes, we've implemented a couple of those uh, principles yeah. uh, and start talking about it. So try and improve something every day, something small, um, which gets people in the habit yeah. of uh, we, we can do better. Yeah, and also open up their eyes that, hey... You know, that one person that you're talking to could be the difference, right? You know, just, I mean, and, and you're right, in the service industry, I know Kane from, from Agaturbo and my new start, he were talking about this, you know, great businesses are built on customer service. Uh, and it's an art that probably is a little bit forgotten uh, by some companies these days. So focusing on that can be a big, big uh, thing for a company. Mm. Um, well, you spend, a, you know, you spend a fair amount on advertising. Yeah. Um, over the whole spectrum of where you can advertise. Um, so you want to retain those customers that come to you. You, yeah. want, you want them to have a great experience. And, and we monitor that um, through our NPS um, scores. Um, you know, we have a very high, um, the main, the main um, factor I look at is would people recommend you and would they use you again? Yeah, uh, and we're in the high ninety percent for both. That's awesome. Yeah, that is that's a huge, hmm. huge score. One thing um, I, people might find interesting, but you, as a as the you know like the owner and and you read all reviews. Yeah, you know, that's that, that's pretty cool, right? You you're in touch with what's going on, and you can see engage the 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 level of what's going on in some branches. Hmm. So you know, you, you know, some branches are struggling a little bit. Mm. You can see their reviews. You, you, you're on top of that a lot, right? Yeah, we do it two ways. I mean, people post Google reviews themselves, mm. uh, and I, I follow those. Um, I had a call from uh, the owner in Taupo just to, as I was on my way here, uh, and I quickly read the review where the person was disgruntled uh, to find that once they took his windscreen out, that there was rust um, which would, he would incur a cost to have that rust fixed mm. and that we wouldn't put the windscreen in uh, until the rust was fixed. And uh, they'd rang me to say, how are you going to reply? And I said, well, I'll reply. Uh, uh, I will educate that person that it is unsafe yeah. to put the windscreen in if it is rusty. Um, people sell vehicles, um, uh, you know, uh, and, and you should be able to know that the windscreen... Uh, that you you know the car yeah. you're driving the windscreen's going to hold up totally. when it's needed to yeah um, so we won't do anything if it's not safe even if it means disgruntled customers yeah 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 and that's hey look you got to have your standards right absolutely and that's you know good businesses have good standards mm -hmm. that they're not prepared to to uh, go across mm. uh, and 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 that's you know you, mm. you, you are you're dealing with the public at the end of the day. Um, and also keyboard warriors can say what they want um, until you really know the facts. But, but from you, what do you learn about the, the, um, the philosophy and the strength of your company or the, the tone of your company when you're seeing those reviews? Some of those, like, some of those reviews that I read and see, you, you guys are doing some good stuff, right? Mm. You must be pretty proud of, of, of the network in, in a whole, you know? Yeah, Absolutely. Um, and it's it's testament to that that the network ask and have been asking us um, when is the next conference? Um, you know they want to get together. It's a very stable network. Yeah, uh, they enjoy each other's company. They'd rather listen to themselves 
uh, amongst their peers than, than uh, Tim or I or yep. um, any other speaker. Um, so, yeah, it's... it's Lost my train there. It's a definitely a strong network, right? Like yeah. they are, they're kind of you've you've basically created a bigger family. Yeah, you know, which, oh, it is. Is, which, which is very cool. Yeah. Uh, where do you see some of the opportunities uh, in the future for for the likes of yourself and Tim um, in different different markets or in the same market? Where where do you see opportunities? I think you could take the model into other industries. Yep. Um, whether we do or not, I'm not too sure, but. Certainly the technology is, is the growth um, for the autoglass industry. Yeah. Um, at the moment, it's, we recalibrate 20 and the low 20% of most vehicles that we replace the screens in, and that will grow 15 to 20% a year. Wow. Um, safer vehicles, um, but every vehicle will need, you know, at the moment we have one large recalibration bay. We'll need to extend that to two or three at least. Yeah, um, yeah. So that that's really technology is really where it's headed. Te- I mean, you're, you're hearing bombarded with autonomous vehicles, self-driving yeah. vehicles. Yeah, talk a wee bit about that. Uh, look, we follow it. Yeah, um, I think it'll be some way off um, before truly self-driving and autonomous vehicles are there. They will yeah. in some um, uh, parts. You know, if you're travelling three or four kilometres an hour on the motorway in Auckland, yeah, uh, probably the car can do that. It will keep you in the lane. Um, keep you not crashed into the car in front of you, um, that's fine. Uh, but when you have half the cars on the road with no technology, yeah. and not speaking to the other cars, it's... Um, <laughs> that does that does interest me at some stage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, look, and technology and also I think consolidation starts to happen too, right? Because you've got technology which maybe so only some uh, people can really afford to, to have, right? As far as um, you know, some players will have more money to invest in that technology versus some of the other players, right? Mm-hmm. So you're going to have maybe consolidation of an industry. Well, again, there's, you know, we look after our network from the point of view of information, um, what the future looks like. Um, we structure... Um, you know the cost of the, buying that technology or leasing that technology um, in a way that people can afford. Yeah. Um, because we need a network. So that's the power of, of being in your network, though, right? Like you, economies of scale there straight Absolutely. away. You know. You know, there's a lot of uh, independence um, that no one's looking out for, mm. um, and they live in a world where a lot of them, where ignorance is bliss. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Dangerous, yeah. but bliss. Yeah. Yeah. So, so if you need your windscreen calibrated, go to a Novus branch as, as soon as possible. Um, it, look, I find, you know, the whole technology space in, in most industries is causing disruption, and but also that obviously brings opportunities. I'm going to completely flip this on its head now. Um, if you had to start again tomorrow, mm-hmm. um, and knowing what you know about business, what would you do and why? And you've got five minutes. <laughs> and I'm going to keep asking you questions. <laughs> if I had to start again today. Uh, would, you, well, would you chase a passion? Like, I know, look, we've been fishing together and stuff like that. You, you love that sort of stuff? Or, or would you find a technology opportunity? What do you think you'd do? Well, I love, I love sales. Yeah. Um, I love service. I love the service type industries. Um, 
you know, it's a, it's a simple recipe. <coughs> um, be happy, treat people like <coughs> they're valuable. Um, earn every customer and, and, and try and keep them. Yeah. Um, when, you, when you say earn every customer, what do you mean by that? Like, Invest in them from a point of view. It's not just about throwing money at um, advertising. You yeah. know, that's easy. Yeah. Um, but once they come in, yeah. you've got to realise, and I say this to all the staff um, and, at, and, and at conference time, when people ring Novus, yep. they have a problem. Yeah. They don't ring a, a, a yeah, windscreen yeah. autoglass company for a chat. Yeah. Um, they're not looking at future prices or anything. Like they, they have a problem. They have a, they've either been broken into, yep. uh, a, a cracked, chipped or cracked windscreen, or they need a new one. So r- recognise that the person on the other end of the phone is probably slightly stressed. Yeah. They have a problem. So how are we going to fix that problem? That's, that's our job. Yeah. How are we going to fix the problem? Is it school holidays? Um, you know, mm. are the kids at home? They can't get the car out. Yeah. How are we going to work around that customer? Um, it's not, this is who we are, this is what we do, and this is the box we sit in. No. It's how best can we help you? What a great, what a great mindset to give people because it's really, it would be really easy if you didn't to have a lot of angry people, not only in, mm. on the other end, but also your staff would get. Mm. You actually, you know, you're giving them a tool to actually deal with Mm. Um, yeah, so earn them. I like that. You yeah. know, like it's you know earn their earn their respect by actually making them feel understood. You know? Yeah, well, it goes back to you know the things you prize the most are the things you had to earn. Yeah, saved up for and earned. Yeah, true. You know, always free stuff is yeah you know, free stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's that's so true. I know my son; he had to earn his Nintendo Switch. Yeah, you know. Uh, and he proudly tells people, "Yeah, I bought that with my own money." You know, yeah. he, you know, that's that's that. You know, versus someone who got it right, mm. just got given mm. it. So mm. it's so true. Mm. So you'd be in service, you'd be in sales, mm. um, and and you'd own a fishing charter. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon there's a couple of opportunities up there that, that you could that you could you could dominate that industry with uh, with a bit of sales and a bit of service. Yeah, love, what do you, what love do you reckon? Fishing. Love fishing. Yeah, uh, but I'm not sure about that. Not sure about that? Not sure. Biggest fish uh, you've caught? Uh, biggest fish I've caught was kingfish. Nice. Um, not the biggest kingfish on the trip, Scott. No. Yeah. No, no. But it was a solid <laughs> a solid looking fish. Yeah. Hey, Mike, it's been, a, it's been a pleasure to talk to you today. And I really, you know, as, a, as someone who gets to, to work with you and, and work with the team at, at Novus, we feel very privileged to be part of um, you know, playing a small part in, in, in helping uh, you guys. It's it's great to see the business develop and grow over the years and, and innovate. I think that's one of the coolest things as well. And it's been awesome to get to know, you know, your lads as well, which, mm. I've, you know, that, that's pretty cool. Um, and you're right, they're very um, you know, good young men who, you know, will see the business through if they choose to, mm. uh, in, in good stead. So it's it's pretty pretty special. So um, appreciate your time. Uh, I know you're a busy man. So uh, thanks for being on the podcast, and I look forward to having you back again uh, when we're when we're around twenty thousand trees. I think it would be a good a good time to have you back. Oh well, tell the consumers keep using us. Yeah, keep using <laughs> us. Yeah, for every for every repair. Um, 
And do we do it on replacement as well now? It's every job. Every or every job. So yeah. it's real clear. Go to Novus if you got a crack or you need a repair or uh, replacement, uh, and we plant a tree. So, mm-hmm. and if you want to come along, join the Facebook page with Novus. Search Novus on Facebook. Uh, if you ever want to come along to an event where we plant trees, um, next time there could be at least ten thousand trees getting planted. So we'll, we'll definitely need a few more people to help out with that. So uh, yeah, appreciate your time, Mike. All right, thanks, Scott. Pleasure. Hi, Scobelson here again. Hey, thanks for listening to the Marketing for Business podcast. Hey, we're on a mission to share uh, these episodes with more business people. So please feel free to share the podcast. Uh, Head over to our website, uh, www.getdigitalinfluence.com for more episodes. And we really appreciate you listening. Thanks for your time and have a great day.